Hi everyone, this episode is brought to you by Christ Checks. Start your day the holy way with Christ Checks. Check yourself or repent yourself. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Hey guys, um, this, my name is James, this is Matt, we are your dashboard disciples. We are in episode two, uh, season two I guess is what we're calling it because of uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify they need a season so... Episode 2, Season 2, we are, this season we're walking through letters um, to the church by Francis Chan. Letters are like Iglesia. <laughs> yeah, check us out on Apple and Spotify, guys. <laughs> we are bilingual now. Abre sus libros. Donde esta la biblioteca Abre sus libros. Letras a Iglesia. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this week has been interesting. Last night, we had a very severe thunderstorm um, at our house. It was, it was, it scared Matt, it literally scared Matt away. He was over, we were watching a movie, thunderstorms started rolling in, we looked at the radar app that we have on our phones, and he was like, all right, I gotta go. Gotta go. And it was just coming from the west. Just coming from, away from Yeah, him. he was going east. It was coming from the west. So he, he took off. Because um, you know just how far the east is from, from the west. west. <laughs> so right after he left, we actually did get a pretty gnarly thunderstorm. Uh, we lost power for about... And he lost for his about fence. 10 minutes. And um, then it was going off and on like all night. Uh, we did lose our fence. Yeah. Uh, my my neighbor and I on the right side as you're looking at the house. Um, it's compl- fence is completely gone. So I got to, um, which reminds me, guys, subscribe to our podcast. Yeah, he needs um, a new fence. Patreon. He needs a new fence. <laughs> we, need a new, we need a new fence. Um, so, yeah, we are, um, I'm going to straighten this out real quick. So yeah, so it was an interesting thing. What did, did on your drive home? Did you did you get anything crazy or no? Nah, nothing crazy. I was gonna have an accident. But oh really? Yeah, yeah. What so, happened there? Someone tried to cut me off, but whatever. And then I said, "God bless you." Yeah, that's exactly. God what bless saying. you. You know, but I'm just saying. You know, I, I don't care how many radars Grace or, and peace or weather um, weather alerts I got. You know, no one's gonna stop me from going into a flooded area. You know, oh, no one can keep me from that. You know. <laughs> The government can cannot tell me what to do. Oh, <laughs> as long as I wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. No, I saw those all those posts on Facebook that were kind of being ironic about that. <laughs> Dude, um, oh. so uh, Francis Chan, huh? Yeah, guy, Francis yeah. Chan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, today is today is Memorial Day. Again, we remember those those that um, made the ultimate sacrifice. You know, all of our all of our uh, our services. I myself served. Had some uh, people that I know that um, didn't come home. But you know, um, thank you for all that you did, and uh, to the families, um, we're always we're always with you. Um, but the, and then also today, Memorial Day, it's a very special day in San Antonio. He fires a Sean Elliott. He fires a three and hits it. Oh yeah, the memorial. Day Miracle, 1999. I was in the sixth grade. I was in the sixth grade, and it was, dude, that was in sixth. Gosh, I remember like watching that on TV. 
Well, it was school was about to be out. And so. the anxiety that came with that dude, that three was, I mean, half of his foot was out of bounds. Half his foot. I, I honestly think that if this was, if that shot was taken in like, like this season, it would have been called out of bounds. I don't know. I think the rest have gotten worse since then. So think so. Was it? Yeah. So the, yeah. Because the ref actually made a good call by not making the call. So yeah, I would say like the. <laughs> I, I think know. it would have been called out of bounds. I mean, unless it was LeBron James, oh, then but, he could have been sitting in the stands, but and it, it would have been good. But yeah. um, but. <laughs> They didn't have video review back then. We have it now, so mm -hmm. we would have had it back, and then who knows what happened. They wouldn't have counted the shot though, which would have been annoying. Yeah, that. Whatever. I mean, there there is something about video review like that takes the suspense and the. the yeah, it like, gives it gives teams more timeouts than what they're supposed to have. It's kind of annoying. Well, that and and I mean, come on, dude, like. Imagine a Memorial Day miracle in 2020, and he's like, he takes a shot, it's in, yeah, under review. <laughs> like, so now it's like still 82, 83. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever, 81, 83. And we have no, we're just sitting there like all waiting. And then, you know, and then it's like, oh, it's good. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we're talking about Francis Chan's letters to the church. We're in chapter two, guys. Um, gee, this is, I'm, I'm excited about getting into it. I. As I'm, re as I've been, as I've been rereading Francis Chan's letters to the church, it's been like speaking to me more and more and more and more. This is what my second, third run through of the, of the book, um, and I'm just like, it's one of those books that like I don't know, kind of floors you as you read it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's pretty cool, but I think. So the so chapter two is entitled Sacred, mm -hmm. and and he kind of right off the bat, as he like digs into the to the book, he like straight up, he I feel like he goes to the jugular, like he lets it all out. Like yeah, the first like no paragraph. easing no easing into it into like the teeth of his what he's trying to say. He just lets all his problems out. Yeah. God. <laughs> Just like boom. sure, he just kind of went into it, and you know, and I, I think it's pretty. That's pretty awesome. I think it's pretty cool because it's like, like I can't, I, I don't believe that you can say that you, you're an honest Christian if you don't have, if you don't have some sort of grievance, mm -hmm. at least at one point in your life with God. Like that's part of being a son or a daughter. Sure. Yeah. Like I'm not. I I love my dad. I mean, and my dad is my hero. But I cannot say that my dad and I have always gotten along, <laughs> you know. And and right when Francis Chan opens up chapter two, he's like, "Listen, the whole Uriah, like, he touched the Ark of the Covenant, yeah, like, so that it wouldn't touch the ground, but then he dies because he wasn't supposed to touch the Ark of the Covenant. Like, that's not even fair." <laughs> and then like he he uses another couple of examples. Um, yeah, Ananias and Sapphira. Um, like, who hasn't, who hasn't yeah. lied about how much they tithe? <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and I, I think his, uh, it's a real strength. This is a real strength, I think, of the book, at least my impression so far, is that he uses everything, or so far it's been, 
everything has a scriptural basis. Like him inserting scripture and all that, I think gives him sort of a, uh, it's not just his opinion. It's like, no, what I'm saying is actually grounded biblically. Yeah. And, and so it's not Francis Chan's opinion. It's a, it's him uh, based off good conviction of what is of what the Bible says about these things. Yeah. So um, I think that's a really good thing. Yeah, no, I mean, the next part, and what ends up happening is that as he's explaining this, you know, biblically and and kind of going to this, the net what he what he emphasizes is that he defines what it is to be sacred and and kind of where we are as as um, as human beings, and really. Entitled human beings, you know, like we think that we are the end all be all of of authority and of how things should be. We very much, and he kind of called it's like at first, it's like I have this grievance with God, and then he immediately transitions to I don't think my grievance is with God, I think my my grievance is in people and in how I was raised to value myself mm-hmm. and really I as we grew up as a, you know we grew up as Americans unfortunately we were, we were we were brought up to value and feel like we deserve to be the to be treated equally or what we think is equally mm-hmm. um, and and we are entitled to to fight for what we believe we deserve and yeah. so when you look at it in that lens, yeah, you have agreements with God, with Ananias and Sapphira, with um, Uriah, with King Saul, who waited yeah, seven Saul. days to have um, the Samuel, the prophet, uh, uh, come out and bless the battle, and he didn't show up when he was supposed to, so he was like, you know what, I know that we need to pray, so he takes it upon himself to act as priest. Mm-hmm. And make it the, the the sacrifices so that they can go fight, and instead, um, and instead, you know, he ends up losing his kingship or his, you know, because the of kingdom, that. yeah, yeah, the kingdom because of that. And it's like, but if you look at it in the scope of like, well, I was just doing what I thought what I was supposed to do, and it's not fair because God, you didn't do what I thought was your part, yeah. You know, you set me up. Yeah, if you look at it from an entitled standpoint, you're going to think that. Mm-hmm. But in reality, you know, Francis Chan challenges us scripturally to go, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're so concerned about us as people and what we deserve. We fail to mention or we fail to see what the scripture says God deserves. Yeah. And yeah, and it's the same thing with Moses, who he also mentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, who struck the rock? Got angry, struck the rock, uh, and I guess with him, it, that's where I have the most sympathy because, well, I know what it's like to lead a group of people um, <laughs> because, cool. yeah, to lose your cool and all those kind of things. Um, because he's very um, people. The people that were with Moses were just very. They were very entitled people, uh, and it, which was hilarious that they got that entitlement struck. 
entitlement complex so quickly because they were just enslaved uh, in Egypt where slaves have no are entitled to nothing uh, very quickly they got that entitlement complex and very and Moses slips up just a little bit loses his anger for just a little bit and yes he should not have done it but the consequence was that the very mission in which was the whole in the whole goal the whole end game the whole in, the whole point of him them him taking them out of Egypt he loses that opportunity to go uh, which is the promised land mm -hmm. he denied he gets into the promised land because of one little episode of anger and it was it was like whoa is that really fair you know yeah and and uh man uh get great leadership lessons there but that aside <laughs> still um we are, we are very much interested in America today with the idea of fairness yeah and fairness just to be real is in the eyes of the beholder which oh, is why sure. which is why it's I think a lot of the ways not to go too much down this rabbit trail why America is kind of an, is in a bad place because there there is no it's it's very relative everyone wants fairness everyone thinks uh, you know this what this politician's doing is bad or what this leader's doing is bad or, or whatever um, that that it's like okay no wait, hold on hold on it, it's not any human standard that we're supposed to measure that people are truly measured by people shouldn't get their value based on the measurements of this world it should be upon the measurements that God has placed forth mm -hmm. and uh, has placed forth in his word and people want to hold other people accountable right accountable mm -hmm. uh, put that in quotes because for all of our uh, uh, pod, all those listening by audio only I'm putting air quotes and all that because it's uh, it's very it's it's very relative and so we don't have like a very like a objective place to turn to which we can all agree upon then it does really break down yeah and so like to go back real quick you know or to to go on from the point is Francis Chan starts to focus on changing that direction of mm -hmm. this entitlement to really to from actually from what our entitlement is to what what God deserves yeah and what God deserves you know universally we view as as sacred you know so so he he right after he talks about that fairness uh, what is fair what isn't fair what we feel as Americans we deserve he uh -huh. changes that direction he says he inserts this word sacred which is which is a, a, a a fancy one-word way of saying that that the things that God deserves is greater far greater than what we could even fathom that we deserve you know before we think we deserve anything really God deserves and so when we look at that and we say well these things that were done were deemed sacred when God when God spoke and gave a law that law was sacred because God deserved reverence towards that law. So when God, so I'm sorry, so when Moses struck the rock, when he was told to speak to the rock, mm -hmm. you know, 
now you don't see it as, well, that's not fair. Well, actually it is because God's command was violated. Yeah. You know, and then when, you know, Uriah um, jumped for the Ark of the Covenant to, to save it, I guess, from hitting the ground, which it wasn't supposed to, um, Uriah still, again, though his intentions were good, he made a poor decision. Yeah. And, and, and it's really funny because I think, you know, not to, not to, to teeter too much off that line is I often, there are a lot of things that we do. And even as, as children and as adults were like, well, my intentions were good. Like for example, you know, selling drugs so that I can, I can feed my family. Yeah. Like, well, my intention's good, but the, or, or committing, or robbing a bank or committing a crime or murdering somebody, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, committing a, a heinous crime so that I could support my family. Well, my intentions were pure or good, but the actions were wrong. Yeah. I mean, does, like, that still doesn't save the consequences or the ripple effect of what you did, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's, so... All of, we, all of a sudden, we can see it in a different scope, um, and we, when we take when we take that scope off of self and we add that word sacred in for God, so we see that those things are deemed sacred, and thus God deserves we deserve the punishment, or they deserve the punishment because they violated what was pure and what was holy of God. Yeah. So. I, I really do think that most church conflicts, I think we're getting, I hope I'm not getting too far ahead, but most church conflicts are just that. Mm-hmm. People with the right intentions, but they, but with the wrong execution, I guess. The wrong executions. They have pure hearts. They, they want to see, I guess, right to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. But... They, they just go about it the wrong way. People actually, go about it the wrong way. That actually caveats us into into this part right here where it's like... Oftentimes, I think we have the right intentions of God mm-hmm. mixed with what, as a, as a church or a church committee or elder board or yeah. whatever, into... It's like, yes, we want to do what God wants us to do, but also we want to do what's popular. And what's attractive, yeah. um, so that we can get more people to come to church. Uh-huh. And, you know, and of course, the easy jab is like the worship, you know, whatever, you know. But there are there, are, I mean, there are a million other things, you know. Or and, and Francis Chan talks about in the book. He's like, even he's been totally guilty, and I know that I have been. And I'm sure that anybody who's ever been in any leadership position in the church in a, in a church can agree where he says when he says I have totally been guilty of being that attraction like centered person yeah well, totally yeah you know I want to do what's in I want to do what's hip I want to do you know and yes I'm trying to move in the in, in the things of God but I'm also trying to I'm also trying to make things sacred and that makes sense yeah, yeah. It's an effort. See, it's an effort to make things um, 
uh, to, to, or I guess to keep things sacred, because we, as we are in our attempt to keep things sacred, keep, I guess, the church sacred, or uh, make sure it's on the straight and narrow, all of that, uh, we insert how we perceive how that should look, and it can not, I say very often, I put an emphasis on very, our best intentions are even not what's holy before God, what's acceptable before God. And we got to realize that intentions do not mean anything mm -hmm. if uh, we're uh, if we're holding ourselves short of what God has deemed holy. What has, and that is, uh, so yeah, we can try our very best. We can try mm -hmm. our very best to be the best, or I don't know, however you want to put it. But it it just falls short, mm -hmm. and and uh, so I think I think too we <laughs> we have God has deemed us as holy as holy things and as holy beings and as uh, He called His creation good, all of that. So mm -hmm. uh, and He's called His church the conduit to which to be a light to the nations and all those kind of things. Uh, and and yeah yeah I, um, I know uh, so we gotta what we gotta be careful with then is the uh, is just to be just to be real realize that we are uh, the our intent that we're not good enough like our intentions aren't good enough mm -hmm. we have to rely upon the Lord uh, and what He says for sure well before we get too far ahead. We're gonna make these quick announcements um, because you hit you hit some really good points that we're gonna get we're gonna get into a little bit later in in this episode. Um, but before we do that, we want to make a, a few quick 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 announcements um, about what's going on with Dashboard Disciples. Uh, we have a website now. A website. It's called. Um, you can go. You can you can go to it by visiting dashboarddisciples.godaddysites.com there you'll get in some you'll get some information about what dashboard disciples is and what we're doing you can also um, check out on there there's going to be a link to our shopping cart um, where you can actually uh, purchase some items we got some items with t-shirts what else we got got some mugs there's tumblers tumblers t-shirts hats yeah um, that we're selling we have we had them cut down um, on a somewhat reduced price. I think twenty percent right now. Mm -hmm. um, so you can, uh, and then we also have some bundle deals going on um, where you can you, you, even for an even cheaper price, you can get a tumbler, shirt, and a hat for a reduced price. You just go to our, our website and you can check that out. Also, um, we are now on Apple Podcasts. We're now on Spotify. Um, we're on YouTube. You can check out our guys. Please like and share um, all of our content on there. Subscribe to YouTube. Subscribe to our podcasts on Apple and Spotify. Um, check us out there. Share with your friends, um, guys. We have some incentives. When we reach our goal of getting a hundred views um, and a hundred downloads on certain podcasts, we will be giving away free merchandise um, and free gear. Also, also. Also, last thing, 
um, check us out on Patreon. If you go to our website, you can also find the link to Patreon. Guys, if you like what you see, if you are in support of Dashboard Disciples, um, we want to review more books with you guys. We want to have more conversations about discipleship and life. We believe in self-education um, and growing in your faith. Um, and we cannot do that without your support. So you can become a team member, become a Patreon. There are some incentives to do that. You can start at just $5 a month to help us um, reach our goals in, in, um, in sharing growth and spiritual growth and education, spiritual education with people all over. That's right. So check us out on Patreon, dashboarddisciples.com. Sorry, dashboarddisciples.godaddysites.com. All right. Let's get back to the show. Yeah. Uh, so I think so the next thing I think when, the next thing that Francis Chen hits on is, and he doesn't exactly use this word, but it came to mind as I was reading it, and that's the idea of wonder. So oh, yeah. the, the way the way God, uh, the and if you think about it scripturally, the book. role of wonder. Uh, so I, you can just use the Gospels, for example. Every time Jesus does a miracle, uh, the uh, when, and yeah, there's a crowd around. You can look at it. So when they lowered the the person from a roof and he healed them right then and there, mm -hmm. all of that. You know, there's a crowd around. Or ticket when Lazarus was raised from the dead. You know, choose the miracle. Uh, the in the that, wonder was there. The wonder and, and the reaction of people to all of that truly was wonder, and and uh, th they were in wonder uh, of what God was doing before their very eyes. And, and you can even look at the uh, apost uh, the, uh, the Old Testament when God does miracles as well. Uh, the Israelites were then in wonder of, mm -hmm. what, of how God was acting. And uh, that does an impression, that leaves an impression upon people. And those who experience those things together, uh, uh, they, they are able to they have that that similar drawn experience, and uh, now there's like a, a bond that, that develops as a result of that. So, well, like I'm thinking, the apostles, you know, after they go through everything they went through, and then in the early book of Acts, what the reason why they were such a good cohesive unit uh, in those early chapters of Acts was because they shared in the experience of the, the risen Lord mm -hmm. uh, and, and all those other things, and. I, I think what, and then so what Francis Chan kind of wants to build off of that, then is to uh, have people work work off of that. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, so what is God, what is God doing around around us right now? You know, yeah. like uh, are we are we truly in awe of what God has done around us? Yeah, and then so he begins to specify, get into specifics and kind of draw that out by first talking about like the Old Testament, I guess for lack of a better term, shrine. Um, the memorials. The memorials, like the temple. Right? Yeah. Being in awe of God as the Israelites saw the temple and, you know, and the Spirit of God just engulfed the temple. Yeah, and its uh, dedication. And it's, yeah, yeah. And, and it kind of reminds me of, and this is actually something that um, I guess we can we can experience, or we've, I've experienced in some sense, having grown up Catholic, 
um, there is a there is a heavy dedication or a heavy sense of awe that comes with or that comes with um, the church. Yeah, because of the way that they've designed the the mass. sacredness and the mass. Yeah. Um, there is a you know a sense of awe and wonder when you're in the presence of the uh, the church itself, the building. You know the the shrine that they have kind of draw in that that all all like wonder yeah um, and so and then when you're in that in, in community with other people you know like I said it, it it I would say for me though it was actually the opposite it was when I was by myself in the church that kind of it 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 drew a, it drew a sense of reverence. Um, but the thing that Francis Chan talks about is he's like, you know, the, it's, it's concerning when you're, you kind of detach yourself from the experience of the awe. It's, it's concerning when, when you put your, your sense of wonder, your sense of awe and your sense of reverence into objects. Yeah. And no, I mean, let's, let's call it what it is. It's those that have uh, have been a Christian for a long time who are actually probably the most guilty of this and so we may not think about it in those sort of terms but for all of you who are leaders out there at your churches how many maybe it's your first time at the church you walked in and you kind of notice what are the sacred cows right mm -hmm. the things that you cannot touch because or 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 you will lose the people you will lose who they. Uh, you will lose some credibility with them, mm -hmm. and I think, I think that's our tradition. Like our traditions have sometimes taken the place of what the, of what it was all intended to be. Mm -hmm. So I, I, it's like we have not lost necessarily, and maybe this is where I'm kind of disagreeing with Francis Chen. I don't think we have lost our idea of sacredness. I think we have just lost the idea of God's sacredness because yeah. because we, we in in churches everywhere I don't care if you if your church has been around a hundred years or ten years there are some things that you cannot like mess with and touch because otherwise people will be like oh we haven't never done it that way or or oh this is new territory uh, uh, you know and, and people begin to feel uneasy and so uh, the because fact that there is that attachment shows that there's some sacredness there. That Bible it's just, study. It's just it's not. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not to the right. The right stuff. Yeah, like that Bible study. That that curriculum. Yeah. That, totally. That those chairs. They are all that ministry. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like. And that's where it becomes going becomes to that camp. Exactly. Or that mission trip annually. You know, whatever it may be. Or even the building itself. And I think that's something that, that I think has been kind of the fight back and forth during the whole COVID-19 pandemic. Where it's like, we got to go back to church. And whereas it's like, it's it's concerning. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't go back to church. Uh -oh. That's not what I'm saying. Uh -oh. That's not what I'm saying. He's totally saying that, guys. Saying totally. I ain't saying it. I ain't saying it. <laughs> what I'm saying is 
what, I, what I'm, how am I trying to say it? <laughs> <laughs> you might what, be really sick. No, uh, no, no. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is, if you're, if you've been sitting here going that we need to get back to church because the church is where God is, mm -hmm. then, then you've put the sacredness in the wrong spot. Yeah. You know, the church is not. Like, I'm not saying don't have a sense of awestruck wonder when you enter back into the church after two and a half months of not going to church. You're going to have an emotional experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, I was, I, I had to uh, self-quarantine for two weeks because we had to take a, a trip to Idaho for a family funeral. And I didn't get to go into my office for two weeks. I got to my office for two weeks and I was like, whew, it's good to be back. You know, mm -hmm. so you're going to have a sense of, of one uh, of relief of joy but if it's like i gotta get to church because that's where god is you got you you put it in the wrong place and then so then francis chan moves on he talks about i guess he see he first challenges he challenges us and he says like well that's old testament thinking yeah where 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 the the, the wonder of the lord and the and the, the sacredness of the, of god are in these objects that's old testament yeah. thinking yeah. New Testament thinking is realizing that the temple of the Lord is you. Absolutely. Yeah. Is you. You know, the temple of the Lord, uh, the church, is you. So if you have, if, if you are not bringing that sense of wonder back to self, mm -hmm. like, how amazing is it that the Spirit of the Lord losing us yeah and, and and by that very fact uh because and to use use the old testament where the uh presence of the lord was was in the temple and and that's what made the temple holy it wasn't the very fact that it, it was, was just a, a building it was yeah. a temple it was just a building but it was the fact that the presence of the lord was there well now you transfer that into New Testament thinking. The presence of the Lord is supposed to be within you. Acts chapter 2. When the Holy Spirit came down upon uh, the apostles. And now, and now that was for every believer. Uh, now the difference is where God dwells is now within you. So that should then view put us in a place of. Okay no longer is it in the object. No longer is it in the place. It's actually within us it's act the sacredness we should realize that the sacredness is actually within us and that should honestly affect uh so where we actually worship the lord doesn't really matter what actually matters is that we are treating us ourselves as the sacredness as as uh as the temple of the lord because that is where he dwells where he resides and and having those those theological, I guess, building blocks to tell us all these things, I hope it then affects how we how how we uh, approach brothers and sisters in Christ. I hope it affects uh, how we uh, relate to our to leadership in the church and how leaders relate to their congregants. So, so I mean, it, it's it, it it all goes. It's a back and forth thing. Um, it's a it's a humility. It's it's staying in wonder at the fact that the Lord is within you. Uh, I think that's that's the that's the headline right there, uh, the, the, and that is what is holy. That is what wonder is all about. 
uh, and, and sacredness is the fact that the Lord dwells within you. And that is where he wanted each and every person as he was reading, as he was reading chapter 2 to get. Just like, hold on. He, say, he even said at one point, stop reading. Stop what you're doing and dwell on that fact. Because that is how important this is. Dwell on the fact that God is within you. And he is within each person. And then, so then therefore, when we come together, or we are uh, the church together, having the shared experience, God is right there with you. Mm -hmm. So Well, and that's, I, I found that it's so significant in his writing, because it was like the very foundation of our, of our, not of our faith, but of our, our Christianity. Mm -hmm. dwelt it really rests on the fact of the fact that we are the temple yeah you know like a lot of people will enter into the, the Christian faith and take a moralistic view of their faith mm -hmm. like I have to do better I have to be better I have to you know be a better person or whatnot where in, when reality all of that is impossible like, yeah. if you are trying to sin less, then then you you, you got to go back, and there's some other things there's to some, learn. There's yeah. some other things to learn, and it dwells in the fact that that you that the spirit of the Lord rests inside of you. It is changing you. That it is it, it is living in you. You are the You are part of or are the sacred temple. Of the Old Testament, and that's what draws us to it all. Which is what I, which is what I liked when Francis Chan was like, "Hold up, stop reading. Yeah, stay in that for a second. Like rest in that, because you can't try to be a better person if you don't understand the value that God put in you when He put His Spirit in you. Mm -hmm. Like the reason you sin is because you don't think very highly of yourself. God, God does though. Yeah, like. And it's it, and that in a sense that that in its entirety is going to compel change in you. Mm -hmm. And then he goes to the next part. And he talks about community, and he talks about, and then and then being in the community with other believers, of which God also resides in. And he and he and he references Revelation, and the chorus of billions, yeah, and the and the the, the bowl of prayers. As a burnt offering, yeah, um, he's like being in that communion only emphasizes the um, that experience. Mm -hmm. It only like it only I'm sorry emphasizes it only magnifies that experience. You know, if one, only my one prayer went into the burnt offering bowl, it would it would you know it'd be a fire like this big. Yeah. But when I'm in but when I'm in community, and all of my prayer and all of my prayers and the prayers of others go into that bowl of incense, yeah, it's a fire greater than a, than than we've ever seen, and it and it burns even more beautifully and for longer. When my voice is added as a chorus, and if my voice by itself were to sing. It would it would only go so far, but when it 
when it's added into a chorus of billions, it's heard for all eternity. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, and this piggybacks off your point. So, the Old Testament shows us that, or not just the Old Testament, the Old Testament now and even in the future shows us what makes the presence of the Lord uh, what makes something sacred is where the presence of the Lord is. And that is indeed the whole point of what of where believers ultimately end up, which is heaven. The whole point of heaven is the presence of the Lord. And uh, and that's that's what makes it so great. That's what makes it awesome. And so we gotta uh, we gotta then remember the value then of that presence that that God isn't just, um, something that is off in the future or it's something off in the past he's in is with us now mm -hmm. and so we gotta work we gotta work on remembering these things uh, and, and relating this all to the church remember the awe and wonder stick in the awe and wonder mm -hmm. uh, see point out when God is working and when he's doing some things exceedingly good mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of the thing I'm kind of I kind of took away from this chapter too, uh, that that in in you while you were doing the things you were doing at your church, however you're serving, which is a which something else he talks about, it's a big blessing to be in the service of the Lord because you're taking part in the sacredness and all, and all those kind of things, uh, is just to call that out, vocalize it. That's a huge part of worship, mm -hmm. a huge part of worship, acknowledging. Um, what God is doing. And in fact, that's the very thing that Proverbs tell us, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your understanding, in all your ways acknowledge Him, He will make your path straight. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it, it, that acknowledgement of Him, acknowledgement where He's working, call it out, uh, say, uh, encourage others when you see that God is working into the, in their lives, and don't downplay it, call it out, and celebrate, celebrate that God is working through through people, through ministries, through all of these things. Uh, really make it an effort to call that out. At least that's what I got. What are some of the things you got from the chapter personally? For me, I mean, it was really just that like, that move from seeing the church as, the, as, a, as a sacred building that we go to and like okay we gotta you know we have to be you know i i am part of xyz church and that and it and for me it was twofold because it's like i grew up in a in a traditional catholic church mm -hmm. where i mean you know you're proud to be part of so-and-so catholic church mm -hmm. and, and from the and, and and the church itself was very sacred you went to mass um as as a as a uh, act of obedience, you know, yeah, and and you you did it almost sacrificially, <laughs> and because you know you sacrificed your Sunday to be in mass, yeah, um, and then you know going to the Protestant church and actually kind of experiencing much of the same. Uh, people were like, you know, the lay people were going to church with this with this idea of 
in order to be in order to go to church you had you know like church was a sent was an act of sacrifice church was an act of sacrifice it was an act of obedience i don't care if you liked it this is what you did mm-hmm. and and you and that's how and that's how you you live so so in a sense you had a sense of you were you were taught to have a sense of reverence toward the building when in reality as as francis chan challenges in this book is if god put his dwelling place in you then you are sacred and then you being in community magnifies that 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 the, the spirit of the lord and the experience of being in fellowship it magnifies with the lord, that holiness that holy sure. yeah, yeah. it's like then then it's not actually about the building it's about the community so now when i look at like i said experiencing kind of what's going on right now like with the covid thing and everything people go we got to go back to church it's like are you trying to get back to the building or are we trying to get back to community because yeah, that's are important you, are you trying i think a better even a better way to put it are you trying to get back to familiarity or are you trying to get to the lord exactly yeah like because i understand going Man, I've been in Bible study and I've been here and I've been doing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, I need that community to magnify what God is doing. What God is yeah. doing. Yeah. Like, I miss the community to magnify what God is doing, not I miss going to church on Sunday. Yeah. You know, because I feel like not a good enough Christian because I'm not there. Yeah. You know, um, and so like, that's what I really got from it was. Are you putting your sense of reverence in the right place? Mm-hmm. You know, because, the, you know, and, and, and if we do put our sense of reverence in the right place, then you can take that community that you're in and put it in the church building, which is great. You can put it in a house. You can put it outside of a restaurant. <laughs> sure. Yeah. sure. You, you know, you can, you can put it pretty much anywhere and... You can and and that group can communally be doing the work of the Lord in the most magnifying and most powerful way. And I don't, I don't want to go too much, Mr. Robert, because we are, this is a really long episode. Yeah. But I, I think then that just kind of shows maybe from a minister's perspective where we are really lacking in discipleship, and where and is this the kind of stuff that we're teaching? You know, is this what we're telling our our congregants, sure, but specifically, specifically our children and our uh, and our, our youth, are we really, are we telling them why things are sacred the way they are? Like, for instance, in the Old Testament, when it says, uh, that, uh, when it has all these monuments all around the place, it says to tell you to tell your children these stories as you come across these monuments. Well, we don't have those monuments, but all that points to is then. How is our discipleship? Are we teaching them what truly is sacred and the point and the role of sacredness and the whole role of wonder in all of these things? And I think to our discredit, that is where we are really lacking. Mm-hmm. We are we are bombing on uh, in our discipleship from this perspective. We are just absolutely messing it up. We have got to introduce, reintroduce the idea of wonder in, back into our discipleship programs. We can have the structured curriculums, we can have this, we can have that, we can have our denials, our camps, all of that, but if people aren't getting down to that core truth of being in awe of, what, of how God works, mm-hmm. 
and we don't have and not everything after that isn't much you know yeah so at any rate um and this is why this is why the la I'll read the last sentence from the chapter it says we have cheapened something sacred and we must repent and what that means is that we yeah we have to repent we have to turn around turn what we're doing and make sure that we are teaching what the sacred is